I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Red alert. All hands stand to battle stations. Luck has foils and attack positions. Prepare for battle! Autobots, roll out! Get ready, it's your weekly dose of nerd culture. All wings report in. With your crew, Obi-John Kenobi. Hello there. Commander Scott. There's nothing amazing about it. I know this ship like the back of my hand. Julian. You tell him I'm coming! And hell's coming with me, you hear? And the Doc. Great Scott! Movies, TV, streaming, video games, comic books, board games, toys, collectibles, cosplay, conventions. If it's happening in the world of geekdom, we're talking about it. So lock and load, bag and board, and roll for initiative. We've got your... Nerd Alert! Hello there. It's Obi-John Kenobi, your favorite host in all of podcasting. And welcome to a brand new Nerd Alert. Joining me this week, as always, my stalwart right-hand man, the Sancho Sancho Villa. Yeah, there we go. To my Don Quixote, Quixote, whatever you pronounce it. It's the man who keeps the nerd and top nerd to me. Command Scott. Did, did, what did you What did you call me, Sancho? What? Sancho Sancho Villa. What's the What's the, Sancho Pod? That's the one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Um. So, I, I I try very hard to keep the nerd in in talk nerdy to me. Unfortunately, it is not going to happen today. I've been in the middle of of uh, so much prep work for the Lexington Gaming Convention, which is next week, that I did not have anything prepped. I am very very sorry, Scott. Yes, I want you to know that even in your failure, you sir have succeeded. And keeping the nerd and taught nerdy to me because your excuse for not having a nerd fact is that you've been too busy planning learn to play sessions for a board game convention. Correct. Well, scheduling and space layouts for the for the convention, and it wasn't actually planning the planning the events, but I scheduled the events uh, and make sure that none of the tables are doubled up on. Make sure that I, I have accurate table counts uh, for every space in uh in the place uh, uh and of course uh, i was uh, i had to export the schedule today and get it prepped for printing so that we have a nice schedule uh posted for people to look at and everything so one week out we're we're, we're at crunch time uh so yeah a lot of the, a lot of a lot of last minute changes going on so so again, even in your excuse or even in your your failures, sir, you've succeeded uh, in keeping the nerd and taught nerdy to me. So thank you, thank you for that. You are most welcome. Uh, and if you live in the Lexington area, shameless plug for La Bamba, check out the Lexicon Gaming Convention at the Clarion Hotel here in Lexington, Kentucky. Uh, that will be next weekend, uh, yep. July thirty first to August second. Uh, get your tickets online at is it lexicongamingcon.com? Uh, I'm not sure. Uh, I never go to the website. We're going to say it is. That's lexicon, L E X I C O N, gamingcon.com to get your tickets. I actually uh, dropped the con. It's just lexicongaming.com. 
There you go. Lexicongaming.com. Uh, and check it out. We'll be there all weekend. And you can uh, let Scott know how good of a job he did or did not do on scheduling tables and events and other such things. Uh, and filling out the trio uh, the that is our Three Musketeers. It's the man joining us from somewhere in time and space, perhaps via a DeLorean or a phone booth or a really cool wristwatch, whatever he's got on him. It's the Doc. Did you know that in Iowa, in driver's education class, we teach something called the common speed law, which is the actual technical definition for quote unquote going with the flow of traffic. I just wanted to share that. I have heard that, and and I've I've heard also that um, apparently even though it's taught, it, it it's absolutely meaningless. You can still get speeding tickets. I know somebody who did. He he claims that you know he was just keeping up with keeping up with the flow of traffic. If you can hear the airplanes, I, I don't know. I'm just just saying. Just, well, hold on now. Let me do some quick math, Scott. Uh, the number of people you know who live in Iowa divided by the number of people you know who live in Iowa who might have gotten speeding tickets. Are we talking about Commander? Are we, are we talking about the doc? Did you get a speeding ticket, doc? Look, I will admit that the speeding ticket I got, I was not keeping up with the flow of traffic. I was not the only person that was going that speed. However, there were more than just me, so hopefully that automated ticket dispenser, what you call it, Majigger, sent out more than just one ticket. Well, does it know that you, in fact, have to get up to 88 miles per hour? I don't think he was aware. I don't think See, it, it didn't know. I think if you just say that in court, you'll be fine, pretty sure. Well, Would that hold it- up? I believe it's called the Back to the Future defense. Uh, it's right out there with the Chewbacca defense. Right. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, but you're you're still in good company though, because you know, uh, episode one of season two of uh, Sequest, uh, Captain Bridger got a speeding ticket on his motorcycle via a, a traffic cam like that. So, back well, when traffic cameras were cool and futuristic, they were. And now they're just a pain in the ass because they don't label them. And isn't that really what progress is all about? It went from being a cool concept and a sci-fi show to being that annoying fucking thing in real life. So true. What an amazing world we live in. The future of 2021 where you get a speeding ticket via camera. Still would have a super cool submarine called Sequest or Talking Dolphins, but man, we got those traffic cameras. That, uh... The video was pretty funny, though. The video, yeah. They so like, video? yeah, it's like a video, like the, and then they can like, and like the technology is such that it can like freeze frame it at, it like takes a picture during the video. You know what I mean? Right. So there's a the gift of you skating past the thing. Yes. Why isn't that all over social media right now? I I watched. I don't think I can save it, um, but I I watched the video like four or five times, and it's just like you just see this silver GMC come screaming through, and it's just like, oh yeah, I was speeding. 
Yeah, well, now we need that. We need a link to that because that needs to go on the page. Uh, but Jason's speeding tickets aside, what we're actually here to talk about this week, uh, and Scott kind of brings it up a little bit. Uh, he talked about Sequest, and we talked about uh, you know traffic cameras are real, but we don't have any cool submarines or like underwater, uh, you know, like uh, whatever um, colonies. There we go. Words are hard. Uh, so sadly, uh, being a crew member on the Sequest DSV, not a real occupation in 2021, unfortunately, but that brings us to today's topic, which is the coolest fictional jobs from movies, TV, video games, what have you that we wish were real and why, um, so that's well, what we're going to talk about today. So, yes, so this, is a, this is a question that I had concerning this topic. And, okay. and the Sequest one is a good good way to illustrate this point. So, like, when when, I, when we were thinking, when I was thinking about this fictional jobs, like, like, so the captain of the Sequest, there is a, such a thing as a submarine captain in real life. So would that, you know, would, would captain of just the Sequest or a super submarine work because technically submarine captain is a real life occupation i would give you a close but no cigar on that because yes you can be a real submarine captain and submarines are pretty cool but none of them are as cool as the sea quest no 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 that's that's what i'm saying that's what i didn't know could i actually could i have said captain of sea quest yes yeah okay that's true so yeah, I was I was under the impression though that that actually wouldn't be because technically, submarine captain is a real occupation. So I yeah. see with any of these lists, I'll answer as long as you defend your position, we'll take it. So if you want to go ahead and redo your list to include captain of the Sequest, no, uh, that's no, fine. No, 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 that's okay. <laughs> we all want to be Martin Brody. It's fine. <sighs> Uh, I'll kick it off then with the thing that kind of inspired this. Uh, and it'll be no surprise to anyone who knows me. Uh, of course, if you could pick any fictional occupation, any job from a movie or TV show, whatever, that doesn't really exist in real life, but if you could make it real and make that your occupation, I think you all know where I'm going with this. The thing I would want to be, the thing I've strove, strove, striven, thing I've worked for <laughs> my entire life, since I was about five years old, uh, it's trying to be a Ghostbuster. Oh. And no, I don't mean a ghost hunter. I do not mean a ghost hunter or a ghost searcher or a paranormal whatever. I mean a ghost buster with the khaki flight suit and the proton pack and the whole nine yards. I want that to be a profession. Um, I'm aware it's not the best. Uh, I, I am aware it's not super glamorous. I, you know, slime is, is hell to wash out of a uniform. I get that. Uh, I understand that um, even adjusted for inflation, 11.5 a year, not much of a salary. Uh, <laughs> but uh, dang it, I do believe in UFOs, astral projections, mental telepathy, ESP, clairvoyance, spirit photography, telekinetic movement, full transmediums, the Loch Ness Monster, and the theory of Atlantis. I believe in all that. So therefore, uh, I believe this job uh, needs to be real so I can have it. So, um, yes. Well, Doc, you, you made an I thought you were really going to say. Uh... Yes, Jay. Oh, sorry. I just I thought you were going to say that you wanted to be a uh, 
a senator of the Grand Republic. That's what I thought. No. You know, that sounds boring. But, uh, yeah, um, circling back to, to – go ahead, Scott. Well, uh, you know, Doc, you, you made an exclamation there at, at the beginning, like – Oh my God! I can't believe you know he 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 said Ghostbuster. That was going to be one of mine. That's that's one one thing that I want. Did did you really not think he was going to go there like right out of the gate? I mean, no, I was I was trying to make my uh, senator for the Galactic Republic comment. Oh, I see. But you, he just kept going. To, uh, well, yeah, of course he kept going. It's, it's the spiel. I do that. You got to give the yeah. spiel. <laughs> so Ghostbuster. <laughs> Uh, you get to use lots of cool tech. Sure, it's experimental. It might be thrown together uh, haphazardly from things you can buy at a Home Depot. Uh, but darn it, it looks cool. And uh, you get to experiment with nuclear physics and technology. And you know, you let Egon and them work all the kinks out, and then you just get to play with it. Uh, it's in a very exciting workplace. You know, you get to travel all over the city. You get to see interesting parts of the, the town or city you live in. Uh, you get to meet interesting, unique people. And then capture them and, <laughs> and incarcerate their souls into a custom-made storage facility. I see no moral uh, qualms with that. Uh, plenty of opportunity for advancement because you know the entire company is only like five people. Uh, franchise rights, baby. Um, sure, there are some downsides. You know, slime. It's uh, it's gross. It's sticky. It's hell to get out of a uniform. We understand that. Uh, again, whole company, five people. You're going to be getting a lot of overtime. Uh, you may have to invert the occasional apocalypse, but that looks great on a resume, you know, if you're, if you're looking to, you know, step up to other uh, occupations. Uh, save the whole world looks great on a resume. So there's my pitch for Ghostbuster. Well, um, so first of all, 11.5 from 1984 adjusted uh, in today's uh, uh, economy comes to just over 30000 So, I mean, $30,000 a year, it's, it's a decent, you know, it's... it's, it's Above yeah. minimum wage. You could do worse. Yeah, you could do worse. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. Um, plus, plus, once you've been a Ghostbuster, uh, you are you know you are qualified to host your own public access talk show. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you you know you got that going for you. Or transition to uh, any kind of great jobs in in the uh, bookstore clerk or. Um, uh, Home cleaning industry. I can't think of Peter's quote now. Uh, sorry, I failed you. Food service or housekeeping industry, yes. There you go. A top flight job in either of those industries, too. So Top flight. Keywords there. No, of course, this is on the list. I could either have gotten out of the way first or we could have done it last, but I figured let's just get out of the way. Of course, the thing I'm trying has spent most of my life no, I'm going to be a Ghostbuster, damn it. Um, yeah. A friend of mine put a, a, a post up on Facebook a while ago. Uh, if, if, uh, if you'd pursued the career you wanted when you were five, what would you be now? And I put a picture of me in the Ghostbuster outfit and I said, if? <laughs> so, nice. There you go. Well, Get the ball um, rolling. <laughs> Well, it's it's funny you you mention you mention that um, because if if you I'm I'm just thinking here it popped into my head when you said if you pursued the career path you'd were interested in or wanted when you were five 
I will guarantee you that neither one of you can guess what that would be for me. I would put money on it. Ventriloquist. Oh. No. 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 Not Ventriloquist. Not Ventriloquist. Five-year-old Scott. Okay. Was that uh, was that that was during the revolution? Uh, the um, that was the industrial revolution when you were five, right? Yes, right, Scott. Okay, okay. okay. I was uh, 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 train engineer. No. Damn. Okay. No, I, like I said, I'm not a betting person, but I will put money on this that that you cannot guess it. Well, we just gave it our best shot. So tell us, Scott. Priest. Interesting. Not in a million years would I have guessed that. Yep. My my uncle, my uncle at the time, my my mother's brother, uh, was a was a Catholic priest, and um, uh, he's the one that got me into Star Trek and Star Wars, and he's the one that's responsible for breaching the hard shell of cultural dead zone that that was and probably still is Marion County, Kentucky. And 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 brought geekdom to my you know little five year old self, and and he was a priest and 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 I mean I really looked up to him. He was you know uh, he was one of my favorite people. And uh, uh, I mean you're five years old, you're you're influenced a bit you know by the people around you and stuff like that. So I you know five years old, I was like yeah I, I will be a priest when I grow up. So yeah, that's where it was. And look at you now. Yep, uh, hedonistic, porn addicted. Chronic <laughs> masturbate. <laughs> God love you for it. <laughs> oh. So, anyway, uh, who else that. has a fun fictional job you wish was real? Anybody? I, I don't know if this counts as a job per se. Okay, but it's on my list because it. It's definitely a, I guess you could call it a career choice. Okay. All right. What, you know, I'm looking, looking at fictional jobs, trying to check off all the things that I love, right? I love guns. This. I love. This checks the, I love, you know, that's it. Basically just those two things. Uh, so, um, Gundam pilot was my choice. Wait, wait, wait. You want to pilot a large robot that fights other large robots and monsters? No. Yeah, right? Imagine that. Wanting to do that. Uh, I mean, because like, I I had a debate about this. Do I want to be a Jaeger pilot? Well, sure, you could be a Jaeger pilot, but you have to pilot it with some other dude or girl. And it's like, well, no, I, I, I want to do this by myself. So Gundam pilot, you get a giant robot. It could potentially fly, fly in space. Uh, the one. Yes, which one I would pilot. What was that? I said you probably wouldn't even need to guess which one I would pilot. Whichever one has the most guns on it. So, Are we talking specific Gundams or just like hypothetical? They built a robot and you're piloting it because whatever it is, it's the one that has the most guns. That's what Jay's going for. It would be it would be heavy arms of the ones yeah. that I know exists. Um, uh, Aphrodite A. No. 
I don't think he knows much that's at a Gundam wing. Uh, no, so, because that's all I know too. Yeah. Well, yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm 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 being old again. This this is me being old because I've never actually seen Gundam or Gundam Wing or well anything Gundam really. Uh, uh, I know nothing about Gundam other than it's just mechs and stuff. Um. However, there was a uh, Japanese anime series that was ported over to American audiences when I was younger. Uh, I can't remember the Japanese name of it, but over here it was called Transor Z. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, at one point, his the, the love interest of the pilot of Transor Z uh, got, also got her own mech, and it was called Aphrodite A. And 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 she had she had titty missiles. Damn, it was awesome. <laughs> and then, Alrighty. and then five year old Scott gave up the priesthood when he realized that <laughs> boobs could shoot missiles. Oh, boobs titty missiles. Shoot missiles. <laughs> Never mind that. Fuck the Bible. Titty missiles. <laughs> so yeah, it, uh, I need to watch Gundam because you know. Uh, yeah. uh, I know a lot of people who really like the Gundam stuff, and, and I know there's there's quite a bit to it other than just Gundam Wing, but I need to watch this. Well, I'll say the original Gundam is currently on Netflix. I think it's chopped up into multiple parts, obviously. Uh, but for, for Jay and I, Gundam begins and ends with Gundam Wing, because that's what came on Toonami when we got home from school as kids. Yep. That was our introduction to Gundam. Uh, therefore, yes, the the Gundam with the most guns was heavy arms, uh, especially in Endless Waltz when they like doubled the, the number of guns that it already had. To uh, I forget how it had dual. So, uh, you go ahead. Go the ahead. the OG heavy arms, the OG heavy arms just had. So its first iteration just had a giant Gatling gun on its right arm. Okay. Then they did like a refit of the Gundams and redesigned them. And so then he was dual wielding Gatling guns. And then so he had one on each arm. And then in Endless Waltz, it got refit again to have dual wielding double Gatling guns. Don't forget the extra backup Gatling guns embedded in its chest cavity. Yes. And it did have a sword. Uh, a blade that popped out for when he ran out of ammunition on his left arm, I think. Yeah, which would be pretty quick to imagine. Uh, yeah, Jay, I'm surprised you didn't. I, I really thought I had Jaeger Pilot written down and then crossed it off. So, no, Jay's going to have that. Because um, the Jaeger Pilot is good to be like celebrities. Because you're like an Olympic athlete, celebrity mech pilot. Yeah, but I feel like a Gundam pilot would be the same kind of celebrity. You ever seen Robot Jocks, Jay? Uh-uh. <laughs> it's not good, but you should check it out. It's giant robots in the 80s, so, you know, lower your expectations. But uh, right. <laughs> give give that a watch. I think that's the happy medium between Jaeger pilot and Gundam pilot. Because I feel like, you know, you'd be like, you'd be all like, Ah, uh, yeah, I'm a Gundam pilot. Check it out. It's heavy arms. I just got it parked out back. You want to go for a ride? Let's do this. You know, like... And that's and that's how they find out Jay's the Gundam pilot. 
And he gets captured and his Gundam gets possessed by, uh, what's his name? The guy who pilots Tall Geese. I forget the guy's name. Whatever yeah, his with, name. With yeah, the yeah. white hair. Yeah. yeah, the bad guy's catching control. <laughs> See, now, I'm, I'm not a big fan of Pacific Rim. And when it can, and I don't really think about Gundam. Uh, it's on my list now to 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 actually watch it and and become educated in in Gundam. And I, I have somebody who who loves anime and loves Gundam, and I've put a text out to them, and so I will get educated on Gundam. However, when it comes to large scale robot piloting uh, and 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 this type of an occupation, I would almost have to go with a Veritech pilot from Robotech, specifically Ooh. the Max Saga. Um, but uh, now, I would just take the occupation and not the world, because if I was living in that world, I would have to put a gun to Min May's head and blow her brains out. <laughs> Scott, there'd be a line of people in front of you uh, to do that already, so I think you'd be good. Yeah, it's... it's, it's every, nice. every, every person I talk to about that, every is everyone the unanimous uh, agreement mid may is terrible yes and as much as i want a live action robotech uh movie i don't because they're gonna fucking put mid may in it of course they are she's a love interest pop singer that you need in your gritty sci-fi drama about giant robots and aliens you gotta have the pop star girlfriend <laughs> well, now that we've added, now that we've added forty hours of viewing to Scott's uh, schedule, yes, yes, I do have it on Scott. Way. So okay, so we all agree. Uh, we we might differ on which version we want, but we all agree: piloting a giant robot, awesome career field. We wish it was real. Uh, yeah. yeah, giant robot pilot. Yes. Whether you're fighting monsters or other mechs, or your mech turns into a plane, whatever, piloting a giant mech sounds awesome, Scott. Yeah. Uh, what do you have to top giant mechs and Ghostbusters? Oh, ah. have I got the occupation for you? Let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> and it's it, it, the so the first one that popped into my head when we were when we were we when when this topic was broached about things we would really love to see. It's in the top three. With but the first one that popped in my head is not going to be the one you think. Right? Oh. First thing that popped into my head is, damn it, I want to be on an SG team. Oh, yeah. Well done, sir. Yeah, that's, yep. that's where I want to go. I want to, I, want to, I want to be on an SG team. I want to go through the gate, and I want to get shot at by staff weapons every other week. Yes. I want every planet we visit to somehow look like northern Canada. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it should. Are we on a different world? No, just northern Canada again. This week it's That's northern what... Canada at night. Ooh. Um, but no, I, I, yeah, I love Stargate. I, I love, uh, uh, I love, I love pretty much all of Stargate. Uh, I will admit, Universe was very subpar compared to the the other the other two series. But there are pieces of of Universe I do like. But yeah. Heading, heading through that Stargate, you know, exploring that just, I don't know, I just love that idea. I 1000% agree, sir. Uh, 
great show, great movie, great premise. And yeah, yeah, that was a thing that really existed. I mean, we wouldn't know about it. Um, we wouldn't know about it. It's top secret. But <laughs> presuming all of it's real, if we're going to go ahead and buy into that, then we'll buy into that for whatever reason they want to recruit us. I think we'd be a fun SG team. We need a fourth, <laughs> but I think we'd be a fun team. Well, so, uh, and also the, the FNP90 is quite a very comfortable weapon to wield. Now, the, the American SG units would never use that weapon because it's a Belgian weapon. Uh, but uh, but it is a very nice weapon uh, to, to hold. I, I enjoy the FNP90. So we have Jay would be our Teal'c. <laughs> Scott is clearly our Daniel Jackson. And I would be Samantha Carter because I'm the pretty one. Or that would be O'Neal. I guess I'm O'Neal because I'm the pretty one. You don't have the boobs for it. Sorry. Uh, thank you. <laughs> Do they shoot rockets? Yeah. And they don't have teams. <laughs> Wrong show. <laughs> so now. I, I, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna. Does anybody else know why in the show they did switch to the FNP90 though? In universe or why the production switched? The, the production. Um. No. Is that I don't think they ever gave an in-universe explanation for it. I think they came back after season three. I think I had to go back and look. But I think season three is when they started the FNP90. There is an episode, I don't remember which one it is, they're outfitting some locals with weapons, and, and I think O'Neill and maybe Carter is giving a demonstration on how to operate the, the P90, Yes, and they mentions, they, they, there's a throwaway line of dialogue about how the cyclic rate or something is effective, more effective against gold armor or something like that. Uh, okay, okay. It's, it's a throwaway line of dialogue, I just remember thinking, oh, okay, that's why, but I have no idea what episode it is. Yeah, I remember. I remember the the episode you're talking about because they're actually outfitting um, some of uh, Master Braytac's uh, Jaffa that are with him, helping yeah, with the revolt. That, that sounds right. Yeah. Because yeah, remember, they have the one Jaffa come up there and try to hit the target with the staff weapon, and he shoots like four times and finally hits it. And then of course Carter comes up and because it's like shit tons more accurate. Yeah. But the the production reason that they switched to it is because unlike most weapons, the FNP-90 ejects spent shells straight down. They don't eject out the side, which means you can line all of your principal actors up abreast, and and they don't have to, because usually before, they would have to be staggered so they don't get hit with the brass from the person to their left. But with the P-90, you don't have that problem because it ejects straight down. Also, they look cooler than MP5s. They do look cool. And really, in any yeah. TV show, that's the reason behind anything. See, now I don't want to go watch SG One again. SG One is an awesome show. Yes, it is. All ten seasons of it. And it's better with Corin Nemec and what's his name should have never come back. <gasps> Topic for another show, you son of a bitch. Um, I'm gonna write that down for a video too. But a good pick, dude. I appreciate it. Thank you. I try. Not what I expected. Definitely not what I expected for your first pick, Scott. I know. I know what you, I know what everybody's expecting for my first pick. Um, and it's definitely in 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 my top, you know, ones. But but it, it, that SG one is what came came to mind when I first thought about this. It's like fuck yeah, I want to go through a Stargate. 
that is a solid first pick, Scott. Um, I'm mad I didn't have it on my list because it should be. That would be an awesome job. Uh, okay, my next one to keep this thing rolling. Um, so what if I told you you could have a job that gives you all of the fringe benefits, all the fun and excitement of being a gentleman super spy with none of the government oversight? You get the gadgets, the guns, the girls, the tailored suits, adventure, a spending account, uh, but you don't work for any single government. I guess Are you telling me also, I'd be a kingsman? You would be a kingsman. Uh, you also get a much cooler code name than MI6, uh, which just gives you some random generated number. Oh, you're 0012. That's stupid. What if you got a name based on Arthurian legend? Instead of being an agent to 00 whatever, uh, you'd be Lancelot or Gawain or, or Percival. Yeah, cool names, you know? Uh, the guy who makes all your gadgets, we call him Merlin. I mean, come on, that's just badass, right? Uh, yes, I am, of course, talking about The Kingsman, uh, one of my favorite franchises that I'm anxiously awaiting the third film to finally be released, uh, I think, in December of this year. Thanks, COVID, uh, to see the origins of it. But yeah, The Kingsman. So The Kingsman, if you haven't seen it, it's the movie The Kingsman and The Kingsman Golden Circle. Uh, the third one's coming out this year called The King's Man, which is the the origin of the the company. Um, but we're told in the first film that shortly after World War One, a bunch of recently um, uh, a parents who lost their kids fighting in the war, who had immeasurable wealth and no one to pass it down to, decided we never want this to happen again. And they formed a group called the Kingsmen uh, that operates out of a tailor shop in Seville, Seville Savoy, Savoy Row. Um, that is an independent intelligence agency. Uh, that doesn't operate with any government oversight. They're independently funded, uh, which is totally illegal, but fine. Whatever. It's a movie. We go with it. Uh, it's, it's a great, the movies are amazing send-ups of old school 60s spy movies, uh, but loving send-ups. Uh, they aren't just there to, 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 to take a piss on old Bond movies. They're there in the tradition of old Bond movies, but also kind of making fun of the, the cliches. Great action movies, really fun to watch. And I mean, Jay, Stop me if I'm wrong here, but just the idea of walking into the Kingsman tailor shop and getting fitted for a suit and then going to the back room and getting fitted for all the other cool gear, you know, the guns and the gadgets and the explosives. Come on, dude. That'd be awesome, right? It would. It would. It would indeed. Uh, and again, uh, no pesky M uh, hovering over yet to be all like, you can't do that, Bond. And you, we're standing you down. And, no, not nah, no government oversight, baby. It's all good. So that's my number two pick, Kingsman. Nice, solid choice. <sighs> Thank you. Scott's Uh-oh. got problems with it. I can tell. <laughs> I don't know. What's wrong, Scott? I'm still Talk trying. To me. I'm still trying to. I, I don't know. I, so I really liked Kingsman. Okay. It's, it's it's a great movie and it's a great it's a great concept for a for a for a top secret organization. Okay. You know. Um but of course the second movie is just I don't know. It it's almost a bait and switch situation on the second movie and they pretty much just destroy the entire organization, and and I hate it when that happens. That 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 trope in sequels pisses me off. 
And I'm trying to think if I wanted Secret Agent, like movie version Secret Agent, as far as an occupation. I, I'm trying. I was trying to think of what version I would want, but it wouldn't be Kingsman. Man from Uncle. I yeah. Well, uh, whatever I like, organization Maxwell Smart worked for. I was uh, just gonna say Get Smart. Uh, yes, thank you. Get Smart and yeah. There yeah. you go, Control. That's what I want. I want to be a control agent instead of, yeah. That's, Forget that's, Bluetooth. He wants a phone in his shoe, damn it. Yes, I do. Hell yeah. By God, I have a Bluetooth Star Trek communicator. Why can't I have a Bluetooth shoe phone? Get and, on it, Bluetooth yeah, phone John, companies. I got to look. Does uh, that actually exist? I got to look now. John, I Put appreciate your mode on it. It's all, go ahead, Jay. Sorry. I, I appreciate the pick of the Kingsman. Uh, I wouldn't mind being part of the Kingsman, but honestly, if we're going with uh, super secret agencies that I'd want to be part of, uh, I'd want to join the IMF. Really? Yeah. IMF. They're pretty boring. Not in the later movies, they're not. Unless you're Ethan Hunt, they're pretty boring. Oh, well, I mean, that's I'd want to be part of his group, right? Like this is like occupations that we wish were real. I'd I'd be yeah, like, no, I'm working with do all the cool stuff. Well, he doesn't see, do all the cool stuff by himself. All right, all right. See, now if I was going to be part of IMF, uh, I would not be part of the the new movies. I would be old school 1960s, you know, television show IMF. What would your specialty be? Um, okay. I would almost... Uh, I kind of want to go with... with uh, something technical, obviously. I don't know if I'd do uh -huh. communications uh -huh. or something, but it'd, it'd be one of the technical ones. You know what? I, wait, what? I just thought of this. I changed my answer. Okay, Jay. Uh -oh. I don't... I don't want to be part of the IMF. Uh, I want to be part of a secret, super secret underground group of four guys who, if you can find them, you just might be able to hire. See, see now, now the A team is a great pick for an occupation that, that doesn't actually exist, but I wouldn't lump it <laughs> in the secret agent category. Yeah. That's more mercenaries. I, I was just thinking, Secret, like secretive. Anyway, you get what I'm saying. Eighteen. Yeah. Well, Tell you what, Scott, I got one for you. Uh oh. We're gonna go. We're going secret agent company. How about the Omega Sector? Yeah, no, idea what I'm talking about. Don't worry. We can trade off who gets to be in the van, Scott. Been in the van fifteen years. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> tired of being in the van. Been in the van for fifteen years, Harry. Uh, the Omega Sector, oh, the random yes. company yes. Arnold Schwarzenegger works for in True Lies. Yes, we'll just toss. We'll start tossing coins for who's stuck in the van, who gets to go to the swanky party and dance with Tia Carrera and blow stuff up, while yes. the other, the rest of us are stuck in the van. I don't know. I think I'd be happy in the van. I'm a van kind of guy. <laughs> oh, my favorite part of that movie 
favorite part of that movie is when he hides behind the light post and then he starts checking himself and he grabs his, his <laughs> junk. And he's like, oh, thank God. <laughs> you know, I'll tell you what, that movie is an awesome movie. It's a great movie, yes, but is. but I've you got to give it for this movie. You got to give it up for Bill Paxton because that man steals this movie every time he is on screen. Yeah, he sure tries. Oh, God, he's awesome. You could suck, start a leaf blower. <laughs> One of the greatest lines of all time. Oh, shit. Nice. But Jason can't drive the van because he speeds. So. Damn it. We Damn. might need that in certain situations, though. Huh. Oh, God. So, so basically, secret agent would be on all of our lists somewhere that we all yeah, we can we, all agree that. We might want to work for different agencies, but we all agree that'd be a cool occupation. Um, Just like so, giant magnets, yeah. Real quick, I was looking here. Uh, I, I haven't found an actual product for a shoe phone, which I believe <laughs> is a giant oversight. I'm sorry, I'm looking for this. But I did find an instructable. <laughs> I found an instructable somebody wrote to make a shoe phone Gen 1 Bluetooth headset. <laughs> nice. There you go, buddy. And it's got it's got uh, some kind of a weird speaker thing that I've never seen before, but it's got those. You remember the 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 first generation Bluetooth uh, ear things that people would would tie to their phones, and they would but they would always wear them, like even when they weren't on the damn phone, you'd always see them with these ear things on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's got that in the in in the the recipe list here. So yeah, I kind of want to make one now. Nice. Yeah. Well, I'm glad we could help with that, Scott. <laughs> All right. Uh, anyway. Jay, back to you, I think. Okay. Again, I was thinking occupations, not necessarily like like career. I wasn't necessarily thinking paid occupations, more like career path, you know? Okay. And again, I got to check off some boxes. Right. Uh, hang on, I'm a little confused as to what's the difference. I mean, I guess I just think like, all right, just just hear me out. Just hear me. Okay. Out. Okay. Okay. All okay. right. All right. So it's got to check some boxes, right? You get you get to play with cool gadgets. Okay. Right. Always a plus. You get cool weapons. Right. Some plus here. Yep. Okay. Uh, you get to go into outer space. Ooh. You get to meet new and interesting people and potentially hack off some limbs. Oh, wow. Uh, and you get to, you know, basically be sort of like a police officer, but um, a little more intense. Uh, oh, and by the way, you can uh, do shit with your mind. So... Um, what I'm talking about is being a Jedi. That's uh, not where I thought that was going, but okay. Yeah, Jedi Knight. Yeah. All right. Wasn't, uh, wasn't, wasn't getting that from me. Yeah, no, no, no. I was, just... waiting for, I was waiting for Drop Troop from Starship Troopers. Or uh, until you yeah. threw in outer space, I was thinking Judge from Judge Dredd. Or, no, okay, Dredd, Jedi Knight. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because think about it, being a Jedi Knight, from what I've what I can gather, you don't really need to pay for anything because everything's provided to you 
some way or another. Uh, you get to have a lightsaber. You can fly in space with your own Jedi starfighter. You can lead an entire battalion of troops in the Clone Wars. You're a general. You're automatically a general. Like, you didn't even have to do anything. You're automatically a general because you're a Jedi. Might have been when I lost the war. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. Uh, (laughs) But, like, you you know, like, I think of episode one, Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon. They're going to do some diplomatic stuff. Basically, they're like peacekeepers. They're going to, you know, sort of settle this dispute, kind of like police officers. And they're just like, hey, Trade Federation, let's keep this shit cool. And then, you know, it hits the fan. So. See, now, I think that that depends entirely on which era in Star Wars mythology do you want to be a Jedi. You're talking Clone Wars era, right? Well, I mean, I'm just saying... Like, no, I wouldn't want to be a Jedi after Order 66. That's probably not going to go well. Okay, okay. So what era would you want to be a Jedi in? Like, when it's the best to be a Jedi? I don't know. Well, the Old when, Republic? Well, that, that, that's what I'm asking. It, it, there's no wrong answer. Just when do you, at what point would you want to be a Jedi? Oh, probably, like, probably during, like, the height of the Republic, I would say. You mean during the, the High Republic? High Republic, yeah. Hey, sure. You uh, know, yes, Scott. I, I would not want to be a Jedi. Okay. You want to be a Sith? No, no. Actually, uh, that might be better. <laughs> yeah. No, I, but now that he's thinking about it, maybe. <laughs> I don't. I don't want to be a Jedi because if you look at it, so you're taken from your family when you're very young, a baby, even. You're you're thrown into this order. You don't really get a big choice. It's like, hey, you're now going to be a Jedi, and we're going to pretty much raise you to think the Jedi are awesome, and you don't want to be anything else because you don't realize you, we've been told your entire you know cognitive life that you're going to be a Jedi. Um, you have constant, constant council oversight on what you do. Literally, you got these high and mighty assholes who sit in this big tower on Coruscant and then review everything that you do in the field and go, you shouldn't have done yet. You know what? Shut your ass up. Get your ass out there in the field. Yeah, little, you know, little old asshole. <laughs> and then you got all this responsibility of what you can and can't do because you may gain the dark side. And then, and then um, you're pretty much, I mean, you're a lifetime indentured servant because everybody, um, uh, the, the council pretty much decides where you where you go, when you go, what you do at all times. You get like nothing to yourself. You can't have any personal attachments. You can't get married. You can't have a family. You you've got all this crap that you can't do. It's literally just restriction after restriction after restriction after restriction. And then if you decide that you want to leave the order, like you you're not supposed to use any of your natural gifts anymore and if you do the jedi are going to come and lay a smackdown on you so yeah thank you but no thank you keep the jedi order to yourself well now scott there are jedi wayfarers who basically get leave to go off and pursue the force in their own uh pursuits and 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 you know you, you know you scott maybe you're right maybe there needs to be some kind of uh uh what do the amish call it rum springa there needs to be a, a jedi springa 
<laughs> before you <laughs> before you go through your knighting, uh, you, you walk the world a bit. Uh, like uh, Shepherd Book would say, but before you decide you want to be a Jedi or not, maybe maybe we need to have that. Yeah, but even if you did that and you decided you didn't want to be a Jedi, yeah, that's cool. But they're like, you better not do any Jedi stuff, or we're gonna come get you. My damn power! I don't know. The, the trade-off is you get superpowers and a, a lightsaber. So I got the superpowers. I still think you come up on. I can make a lightsaber anyway. I don't need to be part of the Jedi Order to use my Jedi powers. No, I don't even technically it is it is just it, it is pretentious as shit for them to call them Jedi powers. They're my powers, thank you very much. You ought to <laughs> give them to me. This is natural, bitches. My body, my choice. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Darth Cox, calm down, buddy. So you know <laughs> what? Be, After this little rant, be, yeah, okay. fuck yeah, Sith. Give me the Sith any day. It's got anger. <laughs> you, you seem very angry right now. See, see, what to hate. see what I'm saying? I'm feeling these emotions, and the Jedi's trying to trying to beat me down, saying, "You can't be thinking that. You can't be feeling." Well, okay, I'm not going to get into the whole Jedi emotion feeling debate thing because that's again topic for another show. Uh, which again, I'll be glad to, I'll be glad to do at another point in time. <laughs> but uh, Jay, there you go. Jedi Knight, interesting. Uh, and again. From what the way you were describing that, I thought you were gonna go like three or four other ways. Uh, but Jedi Knights where you fell. Okay, cool. Bam. We said space cop, my mind immediately went to Green Lantern Corps. I just wanted you to know. Oh fucking Green Lantern. I didn't think about it named Green Lantern. Shit. Well, I mean to to be fair, my first choice was actually like a bounty hunter in the Star Wars universe. But like, you just want to be Mando. You yeah, pretty much. Hey, you can on that. <laughs> you you That's could fine. be, you could be like, you can be a bounty hunter in real life. So I had kind of had the same hang up as Scott. Like, do I include that or not? Because it's something that you can actually do. Yeah, see that was yeah, like 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 would that that's exactly where I was going. Would bounty hunter in the Star Wars universe be acceptable because technically you can be a bounty hunter. But yeah, like if we're talking like fictional job, then yes, I'd want to be Mando. Like that guy's got an awesome job. <laughs> he had an awesome ship. Uh RIP Razor Crest. I had some Still too soon. or not WD forty. If I had some, uh, ah, shit, the the, the weight the weight thing for for oil, shit, ten W forty. If I had some ten W forty, I'd pour it out for for the Razor Crest. Poor Razor Crest, man. All I've got is a jacked up uh, monkey, and I'm not pouring that out. Sorry. Uh, oh boy. <laughs> well, yeah, oh, it's wow. from all that chronic masturbation. That's why you have yeah. a jacked up monkey. <laughs> Speaking of digging, I thought we were going to zag. Scott, it's your next choice. Oh, God, i tell you what. Well, uh, so, you know something else I would really, really love to do that I think would just be an awesome occupation slash career path? Because I think they're the same thing. Um, I, I want to work for Warehouse 13. Ooh. Yeah. I, I don't know if you would consider that as part of the secret agent thing because they're not really secret agents. They 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 frequently tell people what part of the government they work for. They're they're with the uh, 
uh, <laughs> Secret Service. But uh, uh, yeah, uh, the 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 warehouse out in the middle of nowhere that that goes out and collects artifacts and uh, uh, all that good stuff um, brings them back, catalogs them, snag, bag, and tag is already likes to say, which is a wonderful, wonderful series. And I think it's just a wonderful job, even though like apparently no warehouse agent ever actually retired from, well, no, I technically one did. Well, no, she didn't retire. She kind of quit. And she, she went a wall and, and, and disappeared off the books somehow. Um, but then ultimately she died in the past. So it's weird. Uh, but yeah, Warehouse 13. Would it be a warehouse agent? Would, okay. I don't know Warehouse 13. Oh my god, you need to watch this series. Given the premise. Uh, so I think I, I don't even know. So there's a warehouse out in South Dakota, right? Uh, so, okay, Jay, think back. Raiders of the Lost Ark who's looking at it as a top men okay and there's this giant warehouse with yep, 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 imagine yep. 13 is is sort of the warehouse where they keep all that kind of stuff okay. magical artifacts and super science and, and stuff that's too dangerous for the public to have but it's out there somewhere house 13s where we store it all gotcha and the show follows and correct me if i'm wrong scott the show follows the agents who are tasked with going out and collecting these random objects from all over the country. Yes. And, and it, yeah. it's, it's one of those shows. So one of the things I like about this, this show is something that, that um, few shows do. And that is they, they build their character cast over the course of the show. Cause they start out, you've got Artie, um, Arthur Nielsen, who works at the warehouse. He's the only person that works at the warehouse. And then Mrs. Mrs. Frederick, who you find out later is the caretaker of the warehouse, she recruits two other agents um, to basically be new recruits at the warehouse. So you go in with these three characters, and then in, over the course of the first season, you introduce Claudia Donovan. And then um, in the next season, uh, you introduce uh, Jinx. And then after that, you introduce... Ah, there was somebody else I can't remember now. It's been a while since I've I've gone through the series, but yeah, they 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 build, and it's a very very much an ensemble cast, and it's got great stories. You know, they go after like they they have run-ins with um um the uh, the mirror uh, that was owned by Alice Liddell, who was the the basically the uh, um the inspiration for Alice in Wonderland. Uh, Edgar Allan Poe's pen. Um, a lot of these things have some historical significance uh, to them and things. Uh, oh, H.G. Wells, that's who gets uh, brought into the series at one point. Um, and uh, yeah, they just, it's, it's a great show. And if you've not seen it, go watch it because you will love it. Part of that uh, sci-fi channel lineup back in the, the day when they were just firing on all cylinders, like you had Stargate, Warehouse 13, uh, Eureka, Battlestar Galactica. It was like a great lineup of really cool sci-fi shows. Back before they became Seafy. Seafy? When they were actually Actually, when they were actually sci-fi channel. Yeah, I think they became Seafy. The rebranding happened, I think, during the run of Warehouse 13. It went all downhill from there. Yeah, because of all the good shows. And they brought on wrestling. 
Yep. Whatever reason, because apparently wrestling is seafy. <sighs> anyway, yep. good choice, wrestling. Scott. I like it. I love it. And and I get to have a Farnsworth, and I get to use a Tesla. So, you know. <laughs> a Tesla J, you would enjoy. It's an electric pistol made by Nikola Tesla. Nice. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, I've got one more big one. Uh, and I mean, there's a theme to all of mine. I like gadgets. I like guns. Um, and this one, uh, we'll, we'll file under kind of like Jay's. Uh, or, you know, you guys have the dilemma of what if it really does exist. It's just this is a form of it that maybe doesn't. So, look, for all I know, this does exist. Because if it does, none of us would know. Uh, I'm talking about the men, you know, that they, the people remembered only as deja vu and dismissed just as quickly. Those guys. I uh, know specifically I'm talking about men in black, the agency from the movies. Uh, I've not read the comics. Sorry. Uh, you get awesome gadgets and toys and weapons. You're, you're tasked with saving the earth, but you never have to leave New York. So that's convenient, right? Uh, <laughs> there was one. Where there was Say what? There was one where they were in London. Okay, so you never have to leave the planet, but you can meet cool alien species and save the world. Um, uh, there, there's also one uh, I had this in both the plus and minus column. No one will know you exist anywhere ever, but then also no one will know you exist anywhere ever. So you know some pluses and minuses there. Uh, you get an awesome suit, which who doesn't look good in a nice black suit? Uh, you get an awesome theme song written by Will Smith, which I just assume the agency adopted is their theme song. Uh, you get to work with interesting people. Galaxy Defenders. Uh, sorry, no, I'm not going to Will Smith uh, karaoke. No, I'm not. I'm not going to go into that. <clears throat> you get to work with interesting people uh, like Zed or the twins and Bob, uh, who run the the the, uh, the, the computer side of things. Uh, it'd just be a fun, fun job, you know, I think. But for all I know, they're listening right now, and I'm about to be neuralized. So. I was really upset that they got rid of the twins after the first movie. They're in two. No, they're not. Okay. No, they're, they're not there. Okay. Were they neuralized? Oh. <laughs> Uh, no, it's so Ben and Black, especially the, the whole concept of you, know, you take all the crazy government conspiracies people have about you know the the men in black suits who who know all the secrets of everything and their job is to keep them secret and like some the movie Men in Black takes that and plays it for fun and cranks it up to eleven uh, and I thought you know, as as I was in what junior high when that came out and it was just it was awesome. Uh, it has that, you know, grounded police procedural kind of thing to it, but also it's got this cool, crazy 60s sci-fi aesthetic to it, to all the gadgets and the the guns and stuff. Uh, And, you know, it was a really cool world and it'd be fun to live in. But, you know, again, for all I know, I do. And I just, I don't know. Uh, I don't know how many times I may or may not have been flashy thinged. So who knows? Sure. Yeah, uh, twin brothers from Centauri B. This species only appears in Men in Black, nineteen ninety-seven, and the animated okay. series. Okay. Yeah, they got rid of them after the first one, and I had them like really because I mean, their, their tables are even gone. Like their control panels. Whatever you see, the office in two, 
they're just not there. They just didn't rebuild them with the set. I haven't watched two since I saw it in theaters because it's terrible. So I'll take your word for it. Now I love, you know, I love the first one. Second one I can watch. It's okay. Um, the third one, uh, I love that one um, because of uh, uh, shit. Uh, Thanos. Josh Brolin. Yeah, thank you. And um, really, instead of Ghostbusters Internet or Ghostbusters uh, Men in Black International. What they should have done is they should have just done a, a period piece set in the 60s or 70s with Josh Brolin. No time travel, just K. I agree. Yeah. That would have been awesome. We could have met his partner, K, from the beginning of one before he started. Yes. Yes. Have, have the next yep. movie be, you know, uh, uh, K meeting uh, M, I think his name was, though. No, D. Sorry, it was D. It wasn't him. Yeah, he's K, uh, his partner from the first one that he neuralized. Yeah. D. Yeah. That's what I meant. Yeah. Yeah, no, that would have been awesome, dude. Uh, Men in Black set in the 60s. I love it. Uh, I'd watch it. I, I think the third one's good. I think it's kind of glossed over because two is just terrible. But uh, Men in Black, my fiction occupation. I wish that this episode gets been sadly you'll know it's not because the Men in Black didn't stop me from posting it. <laughs> or they did. Just I mean, It's the same reason they allow the movies to exist, just so they have deniability. Ah, it's a propaganda. Gotcha. Yeah, it's the same reason gotcha. Wormhole Extreme was allowed it's like to the go. the tabloids, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wormhole Extreme. I did not think we were going to get meta references in tonight's show, but thank you, Scott. Thank you. No problem. Also, now I just really want to watch Jerry Gate. Uh, Jay, we're back to you. Bring it home, buddy. So, I I have one, but I didn't want to do it because I'm sure Scott was going to bring it up. But I have another one. What's that, Scott? Go for it. No, this it kind of covers this. This one kind of covers that too. Okay. Would, what is it? W- so, I'm like, would I want to be a member of Starfleet? Sure. Would I want to be a Colonial Marine? Absolutely. Would I want to be in the Mobile Infantry? You bet your ass, right? So, the one I came up with was basically any fictional sci, like any uh, sci-fi military i would probably want to be part of as like an actual job so uh so so when it when it comes to the the, the starship troopers universe though yeah did, did did you miss the part of fleet does the flying mi does the dying so you you're the dying part let's let, let's just go with fleet let's, let's not worry about mi <laughs> Yeah, I mean, yes, I would like to be, I, if I had the choice, I would definitely go fleet over MI. Because then you get those big-ass ships, or you could be the pilot of one of those cool bombers. Uh, and then that got me thinking. And I was like, man, it'd be awesome to be a colonial. That one bug hunt in, in aliens, but like most of the time they're just badass marines. Uh, again, I know Starfleet's not necessarily a military 
operation, but again, to me, it kind of falls in that same thing, the same kind of category. Uh, or like, you know, uh, like even, and then going back to Star Wars, you know, the the Republic, being part of the Republic, I wouldn't want to be a clone trooper because, you know, again, I wouldn't really want to be a grunt on the ground. But again, being maybe a pilot or something. And then I kept thinking about pilots and pilots. And really, honestly, what it lands on for me is I want to be a pilot from Wing Commander. Uh, fly that fly that thing that's just basically got a giant Gatling gun on the front of it and also fires missiles and makes a weird sound when it shoots, you know, and you can land on an aircraft carrier in space. <laughs> except, except when you're low on fuel. And for some odd reason, you can't just shut your engine down and, I don't know, float. Right. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Now, I, I agree. So, yeah, first of all, I'm I'm with you, Jay, completely. I love that movie. Um, the, the worst part of that movie was the really bad um, costumes they had, the suits for the Kilrathi. Uh it seems to me if you couldn't do really any better than that, because your budget, you should have just not shown the Kilrathi, you know, just right. just skirt around it somehow. But I love that movie. And if you were gonna have to write it, because you've got a, you wanna the, you wanna have the the um, uh, the uh, uh, the death of what's her name and the whole conflict and everything and. You know, they've got to clear the wreckage off the deck because they have to land because they're low on fuel. You could write it that they can't actually shut their engines down because that's where their life support comes from. So you could have written it in. You could have given us a throwaway line. But as the movie stands, yeah, they're like, we're low on fuel, boss. Like, Well, if you were in a gravity well, that might be a problem. But you're not. You're so in space. Yeah. Just, uh, just turn your engine off. We got time. Also, that brings up a great question of, like, artificial gravity on the deck of the space carrier. Like, do you need to have artificial gravity for them to, like, land? Can't you just sort of, like, float in, shoot some thrusters, and just sort of dock? Well, that depends on the artificial gravity technology that the universe is using, you know. Um, are they inside an artificial gravity well once they pass through the, the threshold and they, they, they have to land? Is it a grav plating that when they get to a certain proximity? It's never explained um, in, in the movie, and it doesn't have to be um, because it's just it's one of those things that... Uh, in sci-fi is never necessary to explain and people just accept it. Like if people have gravity, okay, they have gravity. We don't need to explain why. Uh, if, if, if we want to use some sort of spin gravity or thrust gravity, like uh, um, <laughs> the expanse does, then we can show it and, and we can make it part of it. And that's cool. And that's one of my favorite parts of, of the, the expanse. But when it comes to standard sci-fi, if people are walking around on the deck, no one questions it. They're just like, okay, cool. They're just, they're, we're happy. Cool. It's almost like if you don't have artificial gravity, then we have to explain it. But, you know, so like I said, Wing Commander would be a great job. But as I think about it, 
I honestly think the easiest occupation in any of those science fiction like militaries would be either like an Imperial command shuttle pilot who your only job is to fly Darth Vader from like his star destroyer to the death star or like his star destroyer to the planet or like his star destroyer to another star destroyer. Oh, I, I, I have no desire to fly Darth Vader anywhere. <laughs> Almost got on that one. Screw that. Dick. <laughs> But I mean, like, you know what I'm saying, though, like to be a command shuttle pilot, like you're just flying higher ups from the Empire from one place to another. Or like uh, I think in the 2009 Star Trek, how do you get the job as the pilot who takes the new crew from Earth to the um, uh, the space station? You piss somebody off. Well, that that just you, you screwed up this much, and now you're flying a cargo plane full of rubber dog shit out of Hong Kong. Well, that just depends on whoever's on duty that day. I mean, there's a shuttle pilot. Yeah, rubber duty, rubber dog shit. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, that's just I just like, like how you steam. I just like how Jay steamrolled through like eight different occupations <laughs> in his way to get to wing commander. Well, uh, I also call bullshit because no, sir. If you're gonna be a space pilot, Jay, you want to be in an X-wing. Don't lie to yourself. Don't lie to yourself. This is when you can have lasers and photon torpedoes. Screw the X-wing. Give me an A-wing. <laughs> Fine. Screw the A-wing. Give me a B-wing. He wants to be a pilot in the Star Wars universe, not Wing Commander. Well, don't, so don't I, lie to yourself. I kind of agree with Jay on this because, I mean, you know, Starfleet engineer is is on my list. Obviously, I mean, I mean, uh, I, I don't know if you realize or not. I'm a, I'm a bit of a closet Trekkie. <laughs> closet. Um, You're really subtle about hiding it too. I, am, I, I I know I know I keep it to myself, but you know I'm there. I've I've got uh, I've got an Enterprise or two in, in my room here. Let's be real, and, Scott. We all know you only do one thing in the closet. Chronic oh. masturbation. Oh no 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 no. The masturbation is in every room of the house. The closet stuff is for the freaky shit. Stay on target. <laughs> Hang on. Wait. Stay on target. Thank you. Um. So, uh, but I agree with Jay. Like, a Starfleet engineer is something that, yeah, I would love to have that occupation. But I struggled with this same thing. Is is would it would the occupation be just Starfleet engineer, or would it be a member of Starfleet? And if 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 I want to be a member, just member of Starfleet as the occupation, why not just open it up to some military or you know military or paramilitary sci-fi organization? You know, right. Just, you could open you, know, you could open it up to the 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 colonial fleet in Battlestar Galactica because being a Viper pilot would be cool as hell. In fact, uh, many years ago, uh, I had a, a a friend that wanted to run a Battlestar Galactica role playing game. He wanted to run a campaign, you know. And he said he, he was talking to me about it. And he's like, "Would would you be interested?" I said, "Sure, I'd love to be a Viper pilot." He got mad. He got very frustrated. He's like, "Why does everybody want to be a Viper pilot?" And I'm like, "Because it's the primary focus of Battlestar Galactica." <laughs> 
I mean, what else did he want people to be? Cylons? Exactly. That's all he got in that show. Viper well, pilot and Cylon. That's it. Well, I was like, what, what What? would you rather me be? Just second shift communications officer on the, the bridge? <laughs> I mean, I can sit there and go, uh, roll dice. I got a 14. Yeah, sir, we have an incoming transmission. Okay. <laughs> Switching it to you. Head of janitorial service? I mean, what? Come on, yeah. That makes no sense. Yeah, but Jay, I, what if I told you you could have your cake and eat it too? What if I told you there's one sci-fi franchise that would allow you to both fly a fighter in space and in atmosphere and be a ground combat troop? Oh, I think I know where he's going with this. What if I told you, you, sir, can go to space above and beyond? <laughs> We've talked about this before, yeah. Wild Cards, one of the most critically underviewed sci-fi shows of the 90s. It was this amazing show with Starship Troopers before Starship Troopers, and by that I mean specifically the movie. I know the book came first. Calm down, get off your keyboard. Uh, yeah, so <laughs> the, one, of the, one of the hardest, weirdest premises for me to wrap my head around as a kid, but it was awesome, so I went with it, was that the Marine Corps in the future of uh, Space Above and Beyond the TV show, Marines are both fighter pilots and ground troops. Sure, cool, I'll go with it. Well, I would also argue that the only reason that this, uh, that the space above and beyond is so awesome of a series is because it was an, un, it was not a watched series. So when they decided to cancel the movie or the movie, the, the, the series, they literally used what episodes they had left to just go on this tear. And they had this awesome go out in a blaze of glory storyline that would not have happened if they hadn't got canceled. And I don't think the series would have been as good. I think it would have been a mediocre 90s. I, I argue totally against that. They had several worth of awesome storylines and so many different plot threads you could have teased. That show could have gone five seasons easy with just the plot threads they introduced in the first half of season one. Uh, not just the war with the Chigs, but the whole backstory of the in vitros and the AI war. Uh, there's so much stuff going on in that show. So many seeds planted in that first part of the first season. And I agree, that does slow the first part of season one down. And when they did find out they were not going to get a season two, they said, well, fuck it, and just did whatever. And yeah, yeah. that makes it awesome. But uh, if that hadn't happened, if they would have found, okay, we're getting a season two, you could have done some awesome storylines with that stuff. But anyway, yeah, you there you could've. go, Jay. You, you can you go ahead. Yeah, you could have. And, and they had awesome storyline. They had an awesome world building that they were doing. But I think if they hadn't gotten canceled, that we wouldn't have gotten the awesomeness that we're thinking in our heads today. I think we would have gotten mediocre 90s version of it, and it wouldn't have been as good. In all honesty, what they need to do is they need to take the, the, the Bible for that series, and they need to make a new uh, Amazon, Netflix, what the fuck ever... They need to do a new Space Above and Beyond. Just completely revamp it, reimagine it, but use the same Bible. So, to yeah, me, this yeah. this uh, this falls in the same category as the giant robot pilot and the secret agent. <laughs> that we all agree that this is a great profession to get into. You know, space pilot or paramilitary military and sci-fi world we all agree that that is a great profession that we wish was real but i do think that there's one thing that we can all agree on and that is if we are in starfleet 
we do not want to be a red shirt. Yeah. Scotty was a red shirt. Well, you know what I mean by yeah. a red shirt. <laughs> yeah, we don't want to be the nameless guy just thrown in there to get killed. I'm with you on that, Jay. But uh, <laughs> if I was in Starfleet, I would want to be in security, and they tend to be red shirts. So it's been nice knowing you, I guess. Uh, let's see. On this away team, we're going to take Kirk, Spock, Bones, and you, son of a bitch. There was a there was a one one frame comic that I I I, I had from years ago where it, it showed uh, Kirk was standing in the doorway waiting for the 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 rest of the away team and the 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 security officers were all drawing straws to see who had to go with him. <laughs> <laughs> when they got the short straws, like shit. Damn yeah. Coy, anything else uh, we haven't gotten to on your list? Well, another thing that 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 I I would think would be an awesome awesome job to have, career path, occupation, whatever you want to call it, um, would be a uh, would be to work an, an agent of the fringe division in the alternate universe. Wow, you're getting deep now. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I love that show and and I, I the fringe division in the, the 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 I guess if you want to call it the prime universe, our universe is cool and all, but it's just this small eclectic group of people nobody takes them seriously. But in the alternate universe, fringe division carries power. You flash your badge and you say such and such fringe fringe division, pretty much everybody else shut the fuck up. They just, you have absolute power to do whatever you want. And even if that means encasing an entire block of a city in amber to slow a breach of reality, fuck yeah, you do it. That's cool as shit. (laughs) I can't really argue with that. And I don't remember enough about Fringe to do so anyway. So, all right. Yeah, Fringe. Fringe is one of those highly underrated. Uh, sci-fi shows that people forget even existed and if you you know you when you watch it it starts out it starts out a little weird because it kind of has an x-files kind of a thing to it but then it yeah. it shifts premise about midway through the first season and it and it hits its groove um of what it actually wants to be with the whole the the the, the overall uh walter and um uh, the alternate universe story arc and stuff. And when you, and I'm going to do some spoilers here. So if you haven't seen fringe, you could go watch it, but I'm going to do some spoilers, but the whole premise. And this is one thing I love is the fact that this, this whole series and this whole overarching story is because Walter basically had, had lost his son to a, to a disease that he eventually found a cure for. And he discovered that there were alternate realities and he was watching another one. And the Walter from that one found the cure to the disease, but didn't know it. And his son was going to die. And this Walter could not allow his son to die a second time. So in order to save an alternate version of his son, he literally broke reality. And that just, just that is a cool damn premise for a show right there. As a wonderful character arc. What was it? Season 
one or season two, the big end season finale where we realize we're in a different universe. Um, I want to say it's season two. Maybe I don't remember. But yeah, the the the, the female agent uh, has been trying to track down this like portal, this doorway thing, and she she says, she has a meeting with uh, who the guy who's at um, Leonard Nimoy, and he says something. You know, where, where do you think you are? Something like that. And the camera pans back, and she's standing in the Empire State or the uh, the uh, the World Trade Center because um, in that universe it never got destroyed like that whole revelation of she's not in our world anymore like that was one of the coolest season ending cliffhangers I remember from back yes. in the day yes. and that's when like that for me is when the show went from being like because yeah the first part of season one is very episodic X-Files weird science thing yeah. of the week and then that which is like okay we are in a whole different ball game now yeah, uh, at the end of season two, when they when you get Leonard Nimoy because uh, he plays uh, Bell, the business partner inventor who they 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 name check him the entire time. This is the first yeah. time you meet him. Yeah, the the first time you meet him and, and you find out it's Leonard Nimoy playing him and and everything. And Olivia, yeah, she's she's doing her thing. She doesn't realize she has shifted to the other reality. Yeah. And, yeah, you pull back for that reveal at the end of season two to to reveal that you're in 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 the alternate universe, but it, it's highly underrated. Uh, like I said, if you've never seen it, you should go watch it. Um, it, it really is a wonderful show. Uh, you got to wait till it figures out what kind of show it wants to be, and that happens about halfway through season one. But yeah, worth it. Worth it. Definitely worth it. <sighs> so anyway, that's yeah. No. That's yeah, solid pick. Sticking with the sci-fi shows, I like it. There's a theme to Scott's, so I like it. Uh, I am what I am. <laughs> uh, that's all I've got. I mean, I have a couple other on my list, but we don't need to go into them because uh, they weren't super thought out. Uh, but does anyone else have anything they're dying to talk about and want to get off their chest? All right, then. We're going to call that a night. <laughs> yeah. uh, so Good. those are our choices for fictional occupations we wish were real what did you think of it are there some you want to add to it do you have problems with our classification of some of them uh what's the difference between an, what did you call it an occupation and a career path or whatever uh let us know in the comments uh if you like this topic maybe we'll give it another go um, so i can go in depth about being a hitman in the john wick universe but until then <laughs> this has been your weekly Nerd alert.